first off, thanks for coming on today. Um, for those who don't know you, tell us who you are and how you got involved with Marshfield Facts. Absolutely. My name is Mary Price, and I was practically born and raised in Marshfield. Came down in 1969 in the third grade. So I went through Marshfield Public Schools, mm-hmm. uh, then stayed here, raised my family, who all went through Marshfield Public Schools and been involved in the community pretty much the whole time that we've been here. Um, I had worked for a long time in nonprofits, mostly for Roach Responsibility was one of them, and then Social Community Action Council. I was there for many, many years and still continue to do a volunteer program with them. So my heart is definitely in nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I became involved in Marshfield Facts through actually the Drug Task Force, which mm-hmm. was run by the town of Marshfield. And at a certain point, they sort of morphed into joining with Marshfield Facts, mm-hmm which is a community coalition that had been running for several years. Um, Marshall Facts is, stands for <laughs> Families, Adolescents Together Against Substances. Mm-hmm. And it's a community coalition designed to decrease the use of substance use among our youth and promote healthy wellness and, and lifestyles for youth. Um, the community coalition has 12 sectors which then involves the entire community various parts of the entire community mm-hmm. and we've been fortunate to see just how many people are concerned about the issue of mm-hmm. substance use in marshfield among our youth um, the sectors that we work with include um, the public school department mm-hmm. jeff granatino has been a long-term yeah. member of Marshfield Facts, uh, the Marshfield Police Department. Phil Tavares has always been extremely responsive, and some of his detectives and officers work with us on a regular basis as well. Uh, We've recently partnered with the Marshfield Fire Department, um, and and they've been amazing in their support in educating us around um, overdose issues Mm -hmm. in town and and, um, the way that they like to be visible in the community as a support to people. We work with um, many other community organizations, the Boys and Girls Club, the Ventress Memorial Library, youth programs. Um, newer to our community is the James P. Harrington organization, yep. who does lots of wellness um, opportunities and, and work with youth, not only in their summer program, but year-round. And again, healthy lifestyles is yeah. what they're promoting for youth. Drugstore Theater has been a longtime partner mm. of ours. Um, and like many other places during COVID, sort of became um, right. quiet. Yeah, we're quite familiar with quiet, Drugstore yep. Theater here. And um, they've recently gotten a significant sum from the Mass Legislature, which is awesome. awesome. So they're in the process of um, working with a new troupe of people to yeah. develop a new production of Drugstore Theater. So yeah, we're Dr. Really Joe excited. was on the board here for many years. That's right. That's so. right. And, and so we're really excited to partner with them. Um, one of the programs that Marshall Facts did that really had standing room only in the auditorium. I mean, youth hearing from other youth is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And also parents hearing from youth. Mm-hmm. Um, perspective is amazing. And then the um, brain science behind addiction right. and substance use really pulls it all together. Mm-hmm. So we're super excited um, to work with them in their upcoming um, production. We have many community members, um, our civic and volunteer groups. Mm-hmm. We've worked with the Kiwanis, starting to work with the Elks in town. Um, all of, again, who have programs targeting youth substance um, use and abuse mm-hmm. in Marshfield and, and healthy coping. Uh, we have healthcare professionals who are members of our community. 
who participate in the board, um, in particular someone from Boston Medical Center who's worked in pediatrics for years and years and so has great perspective and knowledge on the issue um, of substance use and, okay. and what Boston Medical and the Graken Center is doing in regards to that. We're really fortunate to have our town officials involved. Yeah. Um, Michael Morasco has been invaluable to Marshall Facts mm-hmm. and supporting Marshall Facts, being at the meetings. Um, one of our signature events, which is the overdose awareness vigil, yeah. we've been holding that for about five years. And prior to that, it was the drug task force okay. who was running that. Um, Michael's always been a huge supporter yeah. of that. And actually, the individual who came up with the idea to illuminate Town Hall Purple, um, mm-hmm. that's something that many, many, many places do internationally. Um, yeah. You know, August 31st is an international overdose awareness yeah. day. And across the world, you'll see public buildings right. illuminated in purple. Hmm. And Michael did that and has supported that over the years. Um, our board of select, our select board, excuse yeah. me, um, has been in, involved as yeah. well, you know, and, and we're really lucky to have their support. And our, our clergy, our mm-hmm. clergy in town have always been very supportive um, and, and involved in Marshall right. Facts. And, and um, you know, even though personnel has changed over the years, each mm-hmm. time a new person comes in, they're very committed they get on board to with working. It. They certainly do. They get right on board with that. So that's Marshall Facts in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, so, so what's your role within the organization? My role is the chair. Okay. Um, and there's a, a leadership team that consists of myself and then a vice chair, Ann Kelly, who was okay. the um, school nurse administrator for many, many, many years. So she has a really strong investment in supporting youth. And she was also one of the founders of Marshville Facts. Jennifer Cantwell is currently the secretary, but she was the other co-founder. She's been really the driving force behind Marshall Facts Mm -hmm. over these years and continues to remain with the organization. Um, She's currently working with the district attorney's office. I didn't mention the district attorney's office, who's hugely supportive of Marshall Facts, Um, you know, in terms of grant money to do some of the programs that we've wanted to do and supplying staff to do trainings, mm-hmm. and just an overall resource. Right. Um, I'm going to back up to one organization I didn't mention that's been critical is the Marshall Community Rib Cook-Off. Um, mm, yep. They've been running that event now 15 yeah, years 15 maybe, years so. and they have um, donated consistently to Marshall Facts. And Stephen Halko Sheehan, who runs the Marshall Community Rib Cook-Off, is the Marshall Facts treasurer. So oh, really? that, that's an awesome partnership that we have right yeah, there we've, we've had them on they're they're fantastic they are fantastic that. yep robert chelman and mm-hmm. and um robin ryan lambert from the marshall public schools mm-hmm. is another person who's very involved in marshall facts um because again we're looking at the same kind of high risk population right. that she works with mm-hmm, um, exactly. and so that's been a really valuable partnership yeah. there so when you're out in the community what's kind of that 30 second mission statement that you're giving to people the, the mission statement is based around prevention, education, and awareness. Um, prevention starts with education, of course, right. you know, and educating individuals about substances, about why youth might pick up substances, um, mm-hmm. what the potential ramifications are of choosing to use substances at an early mm-hmm. age, um, and then what are some of the strategies to use in the event that that's happening or, again, to try to prevent that. Um, 
awareness and um, decreasing stigma is another huge piece of what mm -hmm. Marshall Facts does. Um, mm -hmm. Through no one's fault of their own, it's hard to recognize that that could potentially happen right. in your family. Mm -hmm. um, it can happen in any family. Right. It can it, it, No matter what, it can happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just try to make people aware of that, but then break down the stigma. Um, because when it does happen in your family, there's a tendency to not want to share that. Mm -hmm. It's confusing, it's painful, it's scary, and you um, don't want to be judged for, mm -hmm. you know, your kid picking up. Um, and so by decreasing the stigma and recognizing it can right. happen to anyone, um, and there's a phrase that I heard that always really struck me, was called innocent entry, which means someone picks up not with the intention of abusing substances or yeah. developing a substance use disorder. It's a very innocent entry that really could have happened to any of us who right. might have used at some no, point. No one goes into in it being like, I'm going to develop intentionally a substance abuse issue. Not at all. Not at all. And and the scary thing is it happens before you know it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, for, for some individuals, the first time they pick up, that could be it, or just prolonged use. Mm -hmm. um, changes brain chemistry and, you know, as we know right. from drugstore theater. Mm-hmm. A lot of changes take place in the brain. Um, so raising the awareness and reducing that stigma is huge. Right. Um, one of our big events that we do that I mentioned um, is the International Overdose Awareness Day mm -hmm. Vigil. And um, primarily it's there to support individuals who have lost someone to an overdose right. and um, you know provide a, a really nice, calm, soothing recognition of that mm -hmm. loss. And the other is to, again, raise awareness and reduce the stigma. Right of people who have lost their lives to mm -hmm. overdose. Um, again, as a family member, as a loved one, that's a difficult topic right. to broach. It's hard to gauge how people are gonna respond to that information and we wanna make it so that um, people know there is no stigma to right. someone developing a yes. substance use disorder. So why is the organization so special to you specifically? That um, came about as a result of um, members of my family struggling with substance use disorder mm -hmm. and specifically my son right. his substance use started in high school around the age of 14 or 15 and um went from there you know we we saw many many years of of struggle with him with mm -hmm. substance use disorder addiction is another phrase but right. um you know substance use disorder is what it is and so to watch him struggle for all those years for our whole family to struggle for all those years and, and I'm always delighted to say he um, is three years in recovery awesome. now and, and just doing fabulous but that experience and then um, you know his friends other peers other members yeah. of my family nieces and nephews and mm -hmm. other people in my family um, struggled with this and we were fortunate in that because we all kind of shared it in our family. We had people to support and talk yeah. to, you know, and so the isolation wasn't mm -hmm. as as significant as it could be in other families. Um, mm. I always check in with my son. Is it okay that I talk about this, um, that I mentioned you specifically? And, and he's always perfectly fine. Wow. He wants people to know. He wants people to understand the struggle. He wants people to know recovery is possible. Um, That's awesome. That there's people like him out there actively working to support other people in recovery. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a beautiful transformation, but extremely painful for yeah. all those years, you know, for him and for the family members 
And, you know, then through his struggles, I got to know so many other people mm. struggling with this, you know, his peers, people in programs that he was in, um, and just to spend the time with folks like that who all want to recover. Um, and it's a very confusing disease, and mm. it's very challenging for people mm. to recover and to get the right supports yeah. um, and, and the non-judgment in order to do that. For so sure. That's why it's um, so meaningful to me to do this work, um, to not see other people have to go through that struggle, you know, individuals mm -hmm. and families in right. our community. So every organization has needs. What's Marshall's Fact's most urgent needs? Our most urgent need um, is our ability to raise awareness and to help get people educated and mm -hmm. informed. Um, people's lives are busy, in-person events are challenging, yeah. um, and so our, our big challenge is how do we get this word out? Um, how do we educate parents, school departments, people who work with youth, that kind of thing on really best practices? Again, substance use has mm -hmm. um, lots of misnomers and, and different ways that people looked at it, and so it's really important to look at what is evidence-based um, and to mm -hmm. try to get the word out and the education to families and to youth um, hmm. about substance use. So that is really our biggest challenge. Um, so if someone wants to learn more about the organ like the organizations, what's the best ways for them to learn? Uh, their best way is to go to our website, okay. which is marshallfacts.org. Uh, we also have Facebook, we're also on Instagram, so people can get information that way. But marshallfacts.org really gives a good overview of what Marshall Facts is and has so many resources that parents can look at. Um, there are a lot of resources out there online um, through government agencies, again, evidence-based programs mm -hmm. that can um, assist in learning about substances, learning how substances get used, and how to talk to your kids specifically. That's huge. Mm -hmm. um, how to have the conversation with kids. And, yeah. and, and the resources are very specific. Okay. Say this, do this, stay away from that. The, the resources there are really fabulous. Um, and so I would say that's the best way to learn about Marshall Facts. Uh, we do meet pretty much monthly. Meetings are always open. People are always able to attend meetings if they'd like to um, learn about facts as well that way. Yeah, which leads me to when if someone wants to get involved or volunteer, what? They just need to reach out. Um, they can reach out through the website or through Facebook, and you know we're always looking for people to be involved. Is and there certain things that you need or you're looking for? With it, it's more the community input. Um, okay. and, and I think one of our huge needs right now is to hear from youth and parents. Mm. What do they know? What do they need? What would be helpful for them? Um, we've been fortunate to partner with a national effort called the Opioid Response Network mm -hmm that will provide um, consultants to work on specific projects. And so one of the projects that we're looking at working on relatively soon is to do some sort of needs assessment cool. in the community with parents and youth, because that way we can target our programming to what is it that people mm -hmm. want to hear about. Um, it's important for us to know what they know and what they don't know so that we can target our programming that way. Um, so that that's a big need. We wanna hear those voices. Um, so every nonprofit faces challenges. What's the biggest challenges Marshall Facts has faced? Again, I think involvement. Um, 
and it's, it's raising awareness so that people know that they can get involved. Okay. The, co- the concern is certainly there, right. and, and the desire to help is certainly there, and it's just a matter of um, finding the right mechanisms to get people involved. Um, in the past, when there was a lot of community events, volunteers would go and just man the table at community yeah. events. There's, there's fewer and fewer of those at this point, um, mm-hmm. but we definitely have projects that people could work on one of the beautiful things about Marshall Facts has been that if you have a project that you want to work on, mm-hmm. awesome, that's great. You can take the lead and then gather the support for people um, in the organization or outside the organization. So it can be, you know, something just very specific, you know, an issue you want to raise or a project that you want to run. Um, the the Facts organization yeah. has the support. We do fortunately have the funds for it too. Um, not unlimited, but we, we do have yeah. funds that we can do various projects with. Do other towns have something similar? Like, mm-hmm. like okay. Other towns do. They have, um, they have facts coalitions. Okay. And what other towns have in that Marshall Facts is looking to pursue this grant season is a grant called Drug-Free Communities. And that's a government-sponsored grant that will provide up to $125,000 per year to a municipality or school department um, to staff a program that does um, this type of work. Really? And so those two things combined, the, the community grassroots of the coalition, mm-hmm. as well as having someone who's dedicated to um, furthering this mission and doing this awesome. work is huge. So, um, you know, fingers crossed. I, I, I think that um, we certainly can do that. We have, mm-hmm. we have the ability to get that grant and, and other local communities also That's have cool. that. So we have a lot to draw on there. So we talked about the challenges. On the flip side, what's been the most rewarding thing? For, personally for me, and, and I think for the group as a whole, is the development of the coalition. Okay. Um, that by specifically targeting individuals and organizations to become involved, um, the collaborations have just been amazing. And again, they're, they're typically project-based. Um, for example, although we've been involved with Marshall Police Department on mm-hmm. a number of things, we recently started an initiative to reward healthy risk-taking with youth. Cool. Um, and essentially, it's if the Marshall Police Department notices youth taking healthy risks, um, bike helmets, or you know various yeah. things like that, because healthy risk-taking is really a protective factor for kids mm-hmm. in order to develop resilience and self-confidence. And so very simply, once that's observed, um, we partnered with Bee's Ice Cream as well. So they'll receive a, a citation ticket, oh, cool. so to speak, um, for an ice cream yeah. at Bee's. Um, but the recognition that that's going on is huge. Um, one of the other really great partnerships um, that came about was um, – Jen Cantwell had come across a book. It's a graphic novel called Hey Kiddo, written by a a fairly local author from Massachusetts, and went to Teresa DeLuca at the Furnace Brook Middle School and said, what would you like to do with this book? And they started a book group. It was probably a six or eight week book group where Mm -hmm. they met with kids and the engagement of other teachers at the Furnace Brook Middle School was fabulous. They wanted to do it. They loved doing it. and so to be able to just, um, you know, say to people, w- what do you think? You know, how do you want to do this? And then we'll support you. That was awesome. Um, the vigil for me is always a very powerful event, personally. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a very powerful event. Um, you know, I have close friends who have lost people. 
my son has lost people. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's devastating. And, and again, when we go back to the stigma of, oh, how did that person pass? Mm-hmm. It's a hard mouthful to say they overdosed yeah. on opiates. Um, and so it's just, it's very freeing for people to be there mm-hmm. and to be supported by people who have um, had that same loss. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, What's that one thing that people don't realize about the organization when you're talking with them? I, I think the amount of programs that we actually mm-hmm. are doing, and and sometimes it surprises me. You know, I just recently <laughs> did a synopsis of, of what we've done and who we've partnered with in, in the past year um, and, and what we're planning to okay. do. You know, I, I, a couple of those, I, I talked about the um, the police department the Marshall Fire Department just did a training for us on um, overdose protocols. What happens when that happens in your home? Um, yeah. You know, what what's the role of the first responders? And we also partnered that with a Narcan training so that people become more aware of Narcan, its use, its availability. Um, we're also planning to partner with the Chamber of Commerce and yeah. do a, a business um, training as well. Overdoses can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. and. The use of Narcan in the first couple of minutes of an overdose right. is huge. Can't hurt people. You're mm-hmm. not liable for anything that happens. Right. It's a very simple mechanism that could really save lives. Um, we did a great project where we, we still do it um, with a grant from the district attorney's office where we put together literacy kits. Um, it includes books mm-hmm. and activities for caregivers to use with their young children if there is substance abuse in the family. Uh, um, it's a very hard topic for children mm-hmm. to understand. It's a very hard topic to talk to children about. And children often feel responsible for some of the chaos and things that are going wrong in the homes. And so these um, these books and activities address that. They explain, you know, in very young terms, what is substance use? How does that impact you and the family? We worked with um, several people from the uh, elementary schools in Marshfield, Mm -hmm. Um, Karen Hubbard and Emily Baird, I mean, Emily Baird, excuse me, Um, and also their reading instructors who vetted all the books um, and said, you know, we we feel like these would be Mm -hmm. great books. Um, There's a subset of that project in the event that a child has lost someone to substance abuse and... um, in the grief that's involved in that, that's very specific to a child and very specific to right. substance use. Um, and so mm-hmm. those kits are in all the elementary schools and in some of the community programs at the library, um, down at JPH. The, the, the kits yeah. are available um, mm-hmm. for people, and I know some of them have gone out. And we kind of do it as a lending library so that mm-hmm. you know people borrow the books, keep all the activities, and then just yeah. return the books so that we can continue to do them. They can be used in community settings. They could be used in classrooms um, to help educate. Yeah. Hmm. Let me ask. Let me ask you mm-hmm. this: As someone that's on the front lines, mm-hmm. are things getting better? Because I feel like ten, fifteen years ago, like substance abuse, overdosing was really kind of front and center. Mm-hmm. You heard about it more. Is it? Is it just changed, or are things getting better? What What is it from from your perspective as someone on the front line here? I think a lot of the coverage has changed. Okay. Um, you know, statistics, CDC data, that type of thing. There's not a reduction in okay. overdose deaths from opioids. Um, there's a huge concerning uptick that's happening now. Really? Um, which is the fact that there's a, a synthetic opioid that's being 
mixed into many, many substances. Mm -hmm. um, and just a tiny, tiny dose is fatal. It's called right. fentanyl. Right, fentanyl. Um, and almost all overdoses that are recorded now, fentanyl is Fentanyl's present. Um, but it's not just fentanyl mixed with heroin. They're finding fentanyl in cocaine. They're mm -hmm. finding fentanyl in Adderall, Xanax, you know, many of the pills that people right. never would have expected mm -hmm. um, to find fentanyl. And the other huge concerning piece is that these are available online, that right. adults and children are able to purchase these mm -hmm. pressed, pressed pills is what they call them. They're right. pills that are manufactured really in people's bathtubs and, and that sort yeah. of thing involving fentanyl, and they're able to access them online. Right. Um, there's definitely legislation. There's definitely advocacy groups that are working to raise the awareness of that implement laws and changes and that type of thing. Um, but it's hard to capture and it's hard to right. control. Um, and that's one of Marshall Fack's hugest concerns for our youth and our adults in Marshfield um, mm. is the availability, not only in the community of pressed pills, but ability to access, access them on their website. Um, yeah. Year before last at the vigil, Chief Devar spoke specifically about those and was yeah. able to cite Two examples in Marshfield, you know, yeah. in the recent past, where um, people have overdosed on fentanyl. I believe one yeah. was fatal, one was not. Um, and it's just our huge concern that mm -hmm. we're going to have that type of an overdose fatality in Marshfield among our youth. Hmm. Um, and so that's just a, a huge thing that we want to make people aware of. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Marshfield Facts? I think just that we're there um, and that there's really a lot of people in the community who are concerned about this issue. Um, the fact that we're all volunteer hinders our ability to do a lot, which is why I'm really hopeful about the Drug-Free Communities Grant yeah. um, and being able to really expand the programming um, and, and partner really strongly with all the partners that we do have in order to just make this visible and, and make it as helpful as possible to the community. Great, Mary, thank you so much oh, for coming welcome. on today and, and wish you the best of luck going forward with Marshall Facts. Thank you very much.